welcome to Pursuing the Pinnacle podcast. I'm your host, Andy Brenton. Each week, you will hear engaging tips and strategies in order to live your absolute best life as a Christian. So let's begin with today's portion of Practical Christian Living. There were two crowds colliding at the gate. One was entering while the other was exiting. Now, the group that was full of excitement entering still buzzing from the miracle that Jesus just performed 20 miles up the road in Capernaum. But yet the other group was full of sorrow, escorting a body to be buried. It was a funeral procession. And though there were many people in the procession, one woman stood out from all the others. She was the nearest to the stretcher. Her despair was deeper. Her sobbing was stronger. Her tears were thicker. This woman was not mourning the loss of her grandfather or a great uncle. It was not the the, the body of her father or a friend. It was the body of her son, her one and only son. In Luke chapter 7, verse 11 and 12, it says, Soon after, he went to a town called Nain. And his disciples and a great crowd went with him. And as he drew near to the gate of the town, behold, a man who had died was being carried out, the only son of his mother. And she was a widow, and a considerable crowd from the town was with her. This was a double tragedy. Not only had this woman lost her son, she was also a widow. One would be hard-pressed to find someone more pitiful than that. Her husband was gone. Her son is now gone. Her means of support was gone. Her family line was gone. Can you imagine this? And when Jesus saw the woman, he felt compassion. And he uttered to her three words, do not weep. Coming from any other person, those three words would have seemed inappropriate. This woman had lost everything. Her world has just been turned upside down. Parents are not supposed to bury their children. The most precious person in her life has been snatched away, and she was about to place his body next to the other most precious person in her life who had also been taken. Furthermore, she had to worry about her future in a society that was not exactly widow-friendly. And so if anybody had a reason to weep, it was her. But Jesus was not any other person, was he? He's the Son of God. He was the Creator walking among his created. He knew her thoughts, and he felt her pain. Her broken heart broke his heart. And those three words, do not weep, stood for another three words, which are, I love you. And then in dramatic fashion, Jesus approached the body. In verses 15 and 16 of Luke chapter 7, it says, And then he, being Jesus, came up and touched the bier, and the bearers stood still. And so we have the stretcher on this fashion device, which is called a beer, and these pallbearers who were there leading the body out of town just stood still. And Jesus said, young man, I say to you, arise. And the dead man sat up and began to speak. And Jesus gave him to his mother. Wow. I'm amazed by this biblical account. Jesus halted the funeral procession by walking over to the stretcher and touching it. This would have made Jesus ceremonially unclean, according to the law in Numbers 19, verses 11 through 16, and it would have been incredibly shocking to all the onlookers. The pallbearers stood still. The crowd fell silent. All eyes were on Jesus. A nervous anticipation overtook the sorrow. You can just imagine everybody thinking, what is he going to do? What is he doing? 
There are three recorded cases of Jesus raising the dead in the gospel accounts. All of them involved him issuing a command. To the widow's son, Jesus commanded, young man, arise. To Jairus' daughter, he said, child, arise. To Lazarus, Lazarus, come out. And every time the gates of Hades swung open, life swooped back into the body and the person immediately obeyed his voice. Interestingly, the same voice that raised these people will one day raise all people from the dead, as we find in John chapter 5, verse 28 and 29. Jesus never used the word grace, yet no one has ever defined it any better. He was grace personified. He was a walking, talking, living manifestation of God's unmerited favor bestowed on an unworthy world. He was a place of refuge for the weary, the teary, and the leery. And certainly, we can see his grace at the gate of Nain. The gate of Nain took on new significance for this widow. It became the gate of grace. It was the place where life was restored, hope was renewed, and tears were wiped away. It was the place that Jesus met her, and her life was never the same after that. Have you met Jesus at the gate of grace? I hope and pray that you have. Once again, I want to thank you for listening to Pursuing the Pinnacle, subscribing to it, and sharing it with those that you love. As always, it's my prayer that God be with you and you seek Him in all things. Until next time, God bless.